Hi, everybody. It's Matthew. If you're still subscribed to this feed, thank you so much for that and your continued confidence in us as a continuing concern. We are currently on indefinite hiatus for reasons that are related to that life is just really hard right now for everybody. So, uh, I mean, we're okay. It's just, it's just difficult to the, we're just on hiatus. We're on a hiatus. It's a, we died. It's, mm, we'd like to continue to do it, but um, it's just very difficult right now. Anyways. So this will probably be the case at least through the end of the year. But in the meantime, I wanted to put out some of the bonus episodes that we made that were previously behind a Patreon paywall because we have now shut down Patreon and we may never come back. So I might as well put these out so that people can enjoy them because I think that they're really fun. Yeah. And so I hope you enjoy them. And these, uh, this is a, an ain't myth behaving episode ain't myth behaving. If you haven't caught any of the previous episodes that we've unlocked and put in the feed is a podcast where I tell Anna about a, a story from ancient mythology or folklore or just some made up uh, bullshit. So, but I hope you enjoy them. I think they're, they're fun episodes. They're a little bit different, but a new one's going to come out every week for the next however many weeks I got, like 20 weeks, I think. And hopefully we'll be back uh, one day with more Saint-based fun. So keep an eye out for that. Uh, hopefully we'll be able to entertain you through the medium of podcasting again soon. But thanks again, everybody, for listening. Uh, any listening that you've done uh, to these episodes or past episodes. And hopefully you'll hear from us soon. But in the meantime, uh, have a blessed day. Bye. <laughs> I think I should do the introducing because you do the you? other one. Yeah, go on, give me a shot. <laughs> all right, fine. We'll give it. We, yeah, if you want to try it this time, yeah, just you. So okay, Ready? all right, you, you get one try. You get one take at this. Holy crap! Okay, <laughs> welcome to Ain't Myth Behaving, the podcast about legends by people who are. I am your new host, Anna no, no, Dominic. From from people who are. What did I say? By people who are. It's the same thing. Fine, just all right, just go, start oh, over again. You said I had one take and then you ruined it. <laughs> I then I then I apologize. I'm okay. giving you another. Well, that's very here. gracious. Welcome to Ain't Myth Behaving, the podcast about legends from people who are. I'm your new host, Anna Domini, and I'm joined as always by my saboteur and father figure. <laughs> Oh, Matthew Shador. <laughs> Isn't that what every father figure is? <laughs> yep. Chipping away your, your self esteem and <laughs> Exactly. Yeah, I was I can't remember who I was saying to the other day, but I was like, I should really just invoice my dad for my therapy. That would be very serendipitous. Um, probably, yeah. <laughs> anyway. Hey, you might find, yeah, you could probably split it between both your parents. I think. Yes, yeah, that's true. <laughs> Based on what you've told me off mic about your parents. <laughs> <laughs> and my stepdad as well. I got a oh, three-way yeah. three split. But anyway, so how are you, Matt? I am fine, uh, Anna. Uh, how, how I've been, uh, you know, just hanging out with my, my wee man. Excellent. This, uh, uh, wee baby Tavish. Not doing much of anything. How have you been? I've been well. I've been glamping. Oh, yeah. Be becoming at one with nature. Pretty, mm. 
Pretty epic, I'd say, waking up at five. Probably similar sort of experience to you, except my, my wake-up call is just starting to roast inside a tent as oh. soon as the sun comes up. Yeah, you picked a good week for it, though, because it was yes. hot last week, and now it is just raining. Yeah. But it's just pouring rain, so thankfully you, didn't, you missed that. <laughs> yeah, that was an I epic think... thing that I did, was planning the camping trip perfectly to yeah. not get soaked. Have you done good anything job. epic? I have, actually. Um, wow. do tell. I have, I have done something that society has deemed epic i should say as i was because so you're I was a, a dad i'm a dad <laughs> this is a hundred percent what i'm saying <laughs> so i i went to so this, when you're a parent there's like all these play groups you can go to mm-hmm. you know where you're just basically in a big room with a bunch of other parents and then there's just toys and things strewn about yeah and it's basically an excuse to and they're other... meant for the babies but <laughs> yeah well it's good for the babies because and especially as they get older they can interact with other babies yeah you know and then but it's it's really at this point when Tavish is four months old, he's it's like really good to interact with other parents mm-hmm. and me other parents and you know get him a bit of stimulation like just yeah. different things to see different people to see see other babies whatnot yeah and I went to one on Tuesday and it's it's funny when I go to these things because I'm I've never I'm o- I'm always the only dad there yeah so I'm the only the only man that's there and so to these women I'm just like this weird unicorn (laughs) and (laughs) just like this magical figure because like one lady was like so do you have Tuesdays off (laughs) or like it was just like she couldn't wrap her brain around it and I was like oh no I just uh I quit working because working sucks and I want (laughs) to hang out with my baby and they're like that's amazing (laughs) (laughs) and you you realize that like you know because I'll say like you know Alice is still on maternity leave yeah and uh, I'm surrounded by all these women who are basically on maternity leave by themselves yeah (laughs) which is extremely stressful Mm -hmm. and I am not diminishing what they're doing but it was just like they they're just like that's amazing and Alice was saying like she was walking with another mom and they're like there should be more men like Matthew (laughs) (laughs) she's like you're so lucky and Alice is like I'm not lucky I just that's just who I married like that's just the guy he is he just he wanted to do this the bottom line is like lower for like the bar for what qualifies you as a great person yeah is lower for men and it's like 100%. it's not that you're particularly great in this respect right. as, as a caveat but it's like <laughs> all the other dads are not doing enough right or like You've yeah probably been just... responsible for like a few domestic arguments um single-handedly like, like alice at nct her husband <laughs> stay home from work yeah because there are some yeah. dads who like you know change a nappy once a week and that's considered like wow you know yeah and it's yeah. it's horseshit <laughs> but at the same time it's like the people at the playgroup are like well it's amazing you do this and i'm just like mm-hmm. we're doing exactly the same thing yeah. right like we you know that like yeah you and i are at the same playgroup doing exactly <laughs> the same thing like what i'm doing is not amazing you're, yeah. you're doing it too and then you know so and it's so weird and also like alice is an amazing mother and she Mm. does do i think like tons more than i do including feed the baby you know (laughs) because he's still uh, being breastfed and you know it's so it's so weird it's like i'm on it's like i'm on a team with lebron james and (laughs) and i'm somehow got the mvp for all the great assists i've been giving and not even like the assists like somehow i'm the water boy and i got the mvp (laughs) yeah you know and and it's so it's it's so funny but yeah but apparently 
according to society, I am a legendary mm, <laughs> and amazing hero for going and sitting on a colorful mat and getting a free <laughs> cup of coffee and like jiggling things in front of my baby. Like literally playgroup is like, here's something. Is this attracting your attention for a moment? <laughs> yeah. You know. Yeah. And so it's, yeah. it's, it's ironic because the idea that what you're doing is legendary is mm -hmm. due to a myth mm -hmm. that, you know. It should it's be down to the woman. Yeah, we should. Yeah, that it should be. You know what? Here's the thing. I'm a feminist icon. You're breaking <laughs> down gender stereotypes. Yeah. I'm happy to do it. I'm happy to spend time with my kid. <laughs> He's he's a wonderful person and uh, and yeah and it fucking work sucks so this is way better than work yeah well it is work that's the thing but it it's women's work. work so it's not valued I'm reading yeah, a book called Invisible Women I don't know if you've heard about it um, oh is this the one about how everything is built to yeah. male standards and like yeah. it actually kills a lot of women yeah <laughs> basically yeah. it's yeah it's very infuriating but it's a lot of it is also it's not just about how things kill women it's also like how these things sort of affect everything and there's a big thing on basically women's work so you know housework is work but because right. it's women that do it it's not paid um yeah and it's not valued and it's therefore not like recognized yeah so yeah i'll end well, it when you. I say, it's very good when i say work sucks i mean doing a useless job in an yeah, office yeah 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 and that is soul crushing and boring and capitalism yeah capitalism <laughs> sucks like yeah the work i do with my with my son and, yeah and with my wife like you know it's good it's, but it's still hard it's right like it's hard when you're, oh, it's especially hard. given he's like quite big now like just carrying him around all the time it's like not good for your back and stuff like that exactly yeah like i just from when i was a nanny it's like it it's rewarding and your colleagues are like you know tiny people who are adorable but it's right. like it is hard yeah and it should it be is. it should be uh i don't yeah. know yeah recognized and remunerated somehow yeah i love that um i think it was in that book because there was a lot of press around it because mm. it was a big guardian article before it came out yeah and then there was some a lot of press and, and uh podcasts and things about it yeah and i think that has the anecdote where i think in sweden i don't know if this was a thing all over sweden or if it was just one town mm -hmm. where they're like we're gonna look at every policy from a gender perspective and we're yeah, gonna see yeah, how we yeah. can improve yeah, I think it and, was and, Malmo or however yeah. you pronounce that. And then there was one guy who was just like, well, at least the snow removal's not yeah. sexist. Yeah, yeah. And, and then like, it turned actually, out, oh, it no, really is. Yeah. it was totally sexist. It was yeah. like, no, no, because we're we're just, we're plowing the fields, plowing the fields, plowing, plowing the, the roads. Road. Yeah. And women for men like, yeah men's travel patterns and in fact we're missing all of these accidents that are happening to women yeah because they travel in a different way they're using like sidewalks more and it's like oh no we mm. should focus on sidewalks because that's actually where people are getting injured yeah because but it's women and it was, mm -hmm. it was like it was amazing it was like when you look at it you're just like oh my god this, everything's fucked up we're all doomed yeah uh, i should lend so, you this book <laughs> yeah it, it seemed it seemed so fascinating yeah it was like it's, uh, it's really fascinating and it's really infuriating but it's also like really well evidenced like there's like yeah you know i think by page like three there'd been 25 footnotes already kind of thing yeah or um what the are they footnotes the ones that go in the back anyway um and notes yeah yeah, yeah. i mean that's the citations thing with that we, there we go yeah citations that's the thing with being a woman you have to bring a lot of evidence don't you yeah <laughs> yeah because uh, you know <laughs> they don't that, believe women i believed you I, every every bit of evidence you've ever every bit of uh, research you've ever given me because I, <laughs> I just don't have the energy to double check so i feel like probably right <laughs> i mean evidence is a strong term when we're talking about saints anyway isn't that's it true. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
But uh, nice. talking of research, who yes. have you been researching? You've done some research. You're going to get a lot of credit for the research that you've done, even though it's something I do most of the time. That's very yeah, on, I'm, on theme. I'm doing half the work that you're doing. I only do <laughs> once a month and you do it twice a yes, month. Yes. Yeah. But everybody tells me what a great job I do. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, hang on. But no one listens to this, right? No one listens to this at all. Yeah. But, uh, In fact, I think you should... Uh, you know, tell the the story that you were gonna tell. Wait, you should tell this epic story as a saintly story. And you'd be like, for for next week when we're recording the main one, because no one's listening to this. So you can do the whole Tavish childcare thing again, and it will yeah. be new to people. Exactly. <laughs> Unless people then eventually, I think eventually people are gonna listen. I'd hope. Anyways, so well, wasting let's, a lot of time. let's pray. Anyways, <laughs> so this month is June. Yeah. For this month, I picked a bit of British mythology oh cool. so i felt bad that we've been picking on other cultures <laughs> and other other mythologies and i thought you know let's let's talk a bit about the silliness that exists right here at home is it um, the this... mythology of the idea of like it being a meritocracy here <laughs> yeah that's what it's like the myth of that there's no class uh yeah yeah the class struggle is not real <laughs> the... rich people are in fact wealth creators that's a yeah. common myth here you can pull yourself up by your bootstraps no matter what your social economic there's no institutional barriers to any kind of success here in the uk the, it's the answer to your problems is try not being poor yeah have you tried that <laughs> <laughs> have you have you been dining out and eating avocado toast well there's your problem that's why you don't own a home not oh, the fact God. that you know you're basically trying to buy homes uh against institutional buyers who are then trying to rent them out to people so that you can rent forever mm -hmm. and basically never build wealth and stay poor for, for all time anyways no it wasn't that it oh, was actually this is actually, well that's disappointing <laughs> this is um this is kind of topical actually because oh. so this epic is uh Gwen and the green knight ah are you familiar with this uh very faintly so this is an arthurian legend okay there are many legends that that you know surrounding king arthur and his yeah. court of camelot and uh, famously lots of different knights yeah round a table yeah lancelot etc mm -hmm. anyway so <laughs> That one. <laughs> that one, you know. Anyways, we're doing Gwen and the Green Knight mm -hmm. for two reasons. One is this is something that I I wanted to learn more about because yeah. kind of early on in lockdown, I kind of got into epic poetry and I right. read Gwen and the Green Knight. Mm -hmm. It was a really great translation by Simon Armitage. Uh, okay. uh, that came out recently that is uh, cool. is really beautiful and Do you it's, have it's a actually... physical copy yeah I got we it should right here. we should swap books I'll give you very nice I'll give you yeah. uh, invisible women and you can lend me that yeah that's fine yeah cool. absolutely but ain't, yeah I, ain't I, myth behaving book club it's starting. <laughs> ain't print behaving oh, anyways so, <laughs> oh, so we can think of a better name but let's not we shouldn't let's try not. and do that now hmm. so sorry you were saying about Sigurd ink myth behaving anyway nice. so so I've listened read it but i didn't really i thought it was, it's really beautiful mm -hmm. as well it's extremely well written it's extremely beautiful i was like what the fuck was that about <laughs> uh, when i was done so you know i've looked up a little bit stuff and i kind of looked up more things subsequently the other thing is they're making a movie of this there's a uh, movie coming yeah, out yeah and um it's, it's dev patel in it dev patel yeah he plays Gwen, and it looks really interesting which i love whenever he's cast in anything that like gammons will think should be white people yeah <laughs> because he's He's great and yeah. it gammons need more winding up <laughs> yeah there you go and yeah so it's 
it seems really cool. It seems like a cool movie. Yeah. And I was like, I want to revisit this and so oh, I can remember the story. that's very savvy as well because, you mm-hmm. know, when it comes out, we can be like, if you subscribe to our Patreon, you can find out more about Sigourney because we did an episode on him. We did, we yes. We did merchandise it. <laughs> that's the thing. We got to get these topical episodes. Yes. So And yeah, so this that's is why, a great opportunity. That's why next week, the 4th of July, it's going to be Saint America. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's not. <laughs> pa- patron saint of freedom? <laughs> uh, yeah. Is there a patron saint of freedom? Probably. Know. Anyways, so, so Gwen and the Green Knight is, is an epic poem. Yes. And it, it dates from around uh, 1370, and it was written in the Northwest Midlands near the border of Wales. Uh, okay. It is a contemporary so like, of the... What? Kind of where Sarah's from, maybe? Yeah. Sorry, that, <laughs> that, that was not a relevant comment. <laughs> no. I will say it takes place... At one point, they mentioned the Whirl, which is where Danny's from, right? Yeah. 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 So it takes place near where Danny's from. Cool. Yeah, so it's the Northwest uh, near Wales. It's a contemporary of the Canterbury Tales, but it mm-hmm. was lost uh, for centuries. Oh. And so it wasn't anywhere near as popular as the Canterbury Tales. So mm-hmm. the Canterbury Tales really never left the, not the public consciousness, or like, yeah. it never, was never out of print. It was always read and yeah. always taught from the 1300s on. Mm-hmm. And, but this was lost until about the, the 19th century. Oh, wow. Um, and do people know who wrote it? No. The oh, author okay. is unknown. Cool. And so that's another thing. So, yeah. uh, but the reason it was lost is because it was written in a provincial tongue rather than the formal English of London that Canterbury was. Right. So the so the Canterbury Tales is more readable to a modern audience, right? Because it's closer to English. Yeah. But this is like this regional Northwest tongue, mm-hmm. you know, which is not to we're not making fun of people from the north. This is just a fact. <laughs> I, <don't, laughs> I mean, I didn't think we were until you said that. Now well, I just suspicious. don't want people. To, yeah, it's just like a different dialect, but dialect. Yeah, mm. uh, but the dialect is such that they were able to pinpoint it that he was somewhere from Cheshire, yeah, in the Northwest Midlands region of England. There are also some topographical references in the poem, which also suggest that the poet was familiar with that region. Yeah, as Gwen is described from making a journey from North Wales past Anglesey and through the Whirl, which cool. is home of Danny, whatever Danny's last name is. I don't actually know. <laughs> well, I'm not going to tell you. <laughs> <laughs> Probably shouldn't say it on the podcast, anyways. Uh, also, did you know that I, I think I may have mentioned this on a previous episode. I can't remember, but people from the Wirral are known as Wiralians. Wiralians. I was thinking about that when I was reading this. And actually, <laughs> I, I, I was, well, I was listening to uh, In Our Time. Again, mm-hmm. great resource for stuff like this. <laughs> If you like podcasts, listen to that one. <laughs> that one's great. Yeah. Well, you know, it's that one is it's like it's the same basic thing, but ours is a lot more fun. But theirs, and they've got a much bigger budget for research got, and production. Well, they had Simon Armitage on uh, the podcast. <laughs> so in addition to some other people and like two other experts who like one of them was just like quoting flawless old English lines, <laughs> I assume. I don't know. Yeah, sort of just gibberish. Uh, but they there you go you assume but that's it's confidence that's the main ingredient of that isn't it because no one's going to challenge him i guess it was a him it was a her oh good yeah they had uh, one lady and two gentlemen on there talking about Gwen and the green knight oh do you remember the name of the woman i don't because she was either an oxford or cambridge yeah because i think because my um a friend of mine from college did english 
like was an English student, English literature, and her tutor, Laura Ash, ring a bell? Mm-hmm. No? Maybe. Um, well, she, Maybe. you know, has become a, a fairly prominent Radio 4 <laughs> academic. Oh, yeah. Oh, uh, I say, yeah, I say prominent, gig. like pro- prominent if you listen to a lot of Radio 4. <laughs> yeah, it's like if you're listening to In Our Time, which, you know. There, you don't there know, must be a like... huge crossover with uh, our listenership and In Our yeah. Time because we're very cerebral and take it very seriously. In Our Time is probably the most cerebral podcast you're going to find ever. Besides <laughs> us, yeah. Yeah, it's uh, it may even beat us sometimes. It's just their breadth of information. Like, so they'll talk about, you know, classic literature, mythology, or they'll also talk about like, historical events or Mm. they'll talk about i don't know like science they just talk about like it's just like they have an incredibly smart i don't know whatever yeah it's it's smarter than us (laughs) Mm. so not sure about that (laughs) <laughs> so anyway so yeah so it's difficult to read to modern uh to modernize it's very hard to read because it, it has yeah. a lot of like norse words in it it mm-hmm. has weird regional dialect and it's have you basically... ever read wuthering heights mm, yes you know the the way that is it joseph the the kind of housekeeping guy his dialect is rendered like in the the writing as very thick is it yeah i don't remember but you that. don't remember that fair enough but i maybe i didn't i don't think i ever finished wuthering heights well it's kind of he appears quite early in the book so <laughs> i don't remember weathering heights was like i downloaded a free copy on <laughs> on the app so like on the the google like yeah reading app i was just like what books can i get for oh, free because it's out of uh, copyright it's out of copyright and it was like weathering heights and i was like cool so weathering heights was kind of like the book that i would read if i was somewhere and i just had my phone and i was like waiting <laughs> so I would just that's like, not just a like... great way to read that because no, it is it quite wasn't. confusing <laughs> it was like it was you know so like over the over several years mm. i got like halfway through weather wow i mean that <laughs> that's I... appropriate because it does like span like yeah. the story spans like a few generations doesn't it yeah, yeah. so that no works. i well it's like oh yeah it's so weird anyways not we're not here to talk about weathering heights sorry that's another episode okay the legend of heathcliff so yeah i'm gonna go into this story and sorry, then kind yes. of double back about like whatever's going on so, so. what's the story of Sigawain, matt <laughs> okay because i'm so, being the presenter <laughs> i know you're doing a great job thank you so uh so the story opens in camelot on christmas eve oh cool yeah so it's a is it's Arthur dishing out the presents he is he's giving out presents uh everybody's exchanging gifts and they're about <laughs> to sit down to a big feast oh but before the feast can start, King asks if anyone has seen or heard uh, an exciting adventure that he could kind of regale the uh, group with. He wants to hear some new tale. This is like uh, when I watch movies on Christmas Eve. It's like the yes. similar, a similar thing. In the same thing, in the People same way watch that like movies, I should say. But so is it like you watch movies like uh, nobody can sit down for dinner? I'm still in the middle <laughs> of the Christmas Prince too. <laughs> the Christmas Prince uh, too. Yeah, yeah. But it's like. Yeah, so he's like, I want to hear, you know, entertain me. Mm-hmm. He's like, here we are now, entertain us. That's the royal us. Anyways, so he says this, and in a case of, like, careful what you wish for, at that moment... <laughs> the story goes on for 12 hours. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Get ready for a weird story. No, uh, a gigantic figure oh. enters the okay. hall. Do they not have uh, a very good security system, then? I guess not. Well, I guess all the knights are inside the hall because it's Christmas. Oh, okay. And so, I guess... So they're know. all off Anyways. duty. 
Yeah. So they should dissipate uh, a couple over time. Yeah. I mean, you feel like you've got a couple surfs, just like, hey, don't let anybody in. And then, but, <laughs> yeah. you know, whatever. Because at at like, that point, the you're world like, doesn't stop for Christmas Day. My mom's a midwife, so she knows. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but, you know, I don't know. Like, there, I mean, if you put like a surf out there and, and like a guy, a giant guy shows up. Yeah. And you, I you're guess probably just like, really I'm, I'm not getting paid well. enough. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not paid enough for this. Definitely not. And the other surf's like, you got paid? It's like, it's an expression. Don't worry about it. <laughs> so this guy enters, he's wearing green armor but it's not even just like he's wearing green armor he is all green like his yeah. skin is green his horse is green so he's completely green okay i ju- i thought it was like a metaphor for like new nope no he's actually green jealous he is literally nauseous he, <laughs> yeah no he's just he's literally green like he's okay so he comes in he's this giant Eco- man he's eco-friendly a- yeah exactly yeah he recycles he comes in he has an axe in one hand oh and yeah threatening that is a bit threatening, yes. But no, it's just it's just an axe. Okay. But on the other hand, he has a holly bow. Oh. Holly. So he's got like a sprig of holly. So Look he's at just this like, holly I chopped for you with my axe. Yeah, it's just like, hey, I've got this holly. It's in the season. You know, we're all we're all cool. It would be a lot more threatening if it were mistletoe. Yeah. <laughs> and he and had the axe. Wasn't holly kind of spiky? <laughs> well, yeah. But mistletoe, you know, it's like this plant will bypass your consent yeah well good point <laughs> but yeah so he he comes in he's got this axe this is apparently a very elaborate axe it's apparently like quite a beautiful axe as far uh, as okay. axes go it's not just like your regular chopping down a tree kind of axe <laughs> this is like a, a fancy fancy type martial okay. axe right right so so he comes in axe on one hand holly bow on the other uh he refuses to fight anyone there on the grounds that they are all too weak to take him on and they're he probably is, all he too ins- drunk at this point as well right <laughs> they're like yeah that's fine dude we weren't gonna also so, yeah don't worry about it. <laughs> I'm, I'm not gonna fight any of you well we were just enjoying our story time dude I mean, no like, one wants you to came fight. to my house why are you here <laughs> i'm not here to fight that's for sure then why are you here <laughs> i just wanted look not... how pretty this axe is do you want it in your skull i don't want to yeah. wash blood off that yeah it's like look i just brought some holly i thought you guys like to see this it's neat <laughs> so he refuses to fight but he also he insists that he's come for a friendly christmas game oh that's what he says sounds just like, scary I'm, I'm not here to fight i'm I here for a game to watch you fight to the death <laughs> yeah let's see if you can last out through this game batman <laughs> or it's like it's like a saw movie right so he's yeah. like <laughs> he comes in on a little tricycle <laughs> So uh, the Christmas game is someone is to strike him once on the condition that the Green Knight may return the blow in a year and a day. <laughs> and the then the splendid axe will belong to whomever accepts the steal. Right. Okay? So that so that they can defend themselves when he comes back on Christmas Day next year. You don't even need to do anything. It's just a nice axe. <laughs> you know, it's just like you hang that on the wall. That's a real conversation piece. You know, <laughs> I think people and you know that's like that's that really brightens up a room. You know, like people are like. Where'd you get this axe? It's like crazy story. I green slapped a large up. green guy in the face. <laughs> right. So author doesn't say anything at first. Okay. And when he doesn't, the green knight mocks him. Right. Because it's like, if, you're meant I think, to be the king and you're being a pussy. Yeah. Well, I also imagine it's like, wait, what? What is happening? I'm trying to wrap my head around why you're riding a horse in my house. Number one. <laughs> number two. <laughs> why are you green? You know, it's so it's like all the, there's a lot going on. Yeah. So like you can imagine that it takes a moment to process. Especially. Especially like, when you've had a lot of eggnog. Yeah, also true. Yeah, like they've been going through a lot of, of let's say, holiday cheer, if you will. Mm. So when he doesn't accept the, so when nobody says anything or accepts the challenge, he mocks Arthur. Arthur then becomes enraged and stands up and grabs the axe and is about to accept the challenge when Sir Gawain, yeah. the youngest of 
of Authors and Knights, and also his nephew, asked for the honor instead. Uh, okay. Okay? Yeah. So the knight, the giant that knight. Is, can he, I just say classic nepotism? Right. Yeah, I'm sure. But, you know, I mean, sure, he seemed like a good knight. Yeah, you know? yeah. I don't, I don't know how you get to be a knight. I don't know. But, I don't know. He became a knight. He was, you know, Arthur's kid. Or kid, Nephew. like sister's kid. Yeah. You know. But, you know, he's willing to take up this challenge. So the giant gets down off of his horse and he kneels down and bares his neck to Gawain. Right. And so Gawain takes the axe mm -hmm. and, and beheads him in one stroke. Right. Okay. So he chops off the green knight's head. Uh-huh. Okay. And that's the whole story. Merry Christmas. <laughs> no. <laughs> Wait, no, there's more. Oh, <laughs> I wasn't expecting that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You're like, that's it? Wow. I can't believe this is open. However, the Green Knight neither falls nor falters, but instead reaches out and picks up his own <gasps> severed head. Oh my god! It's just like Solange. It's like Saint Solange, right? Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, he, he finds his head somehow. I don't know. I guess he can somehow see his head. <laughs> Presumably like did it like roll under the couch or something. <laughs> and so he uh, he gets back on his horse and then holding up his bleeding head to Queen Guinevere while his writhing lips uh, <laughs> remind Gwen that the two must meet again at the Green Chapel. Oh, <laughs> well, that's suspicious because that sounds like he's very familiar with this. You know, the Green Knight on his green horse. Meet me at the Green Chapel. Doesn't sound like very neutral ground, does it? No, no. But at the same time, he wasn't a neutral. I mean, like, he was in Camelot, right? So it's like, yeah, oh, that's my true. house. Yeah. But that's a bit of a burden. It's like, wait, so I got to spend next Christmas with your family? That's, that's <laughs> not fair. So, yeah, he's like, I, so he holds up the head, mm -hmm. shows it to the queen, says, hey, Gwen, I'll see you in a year and a day. Peace yeah. out. Keep that axe. That's all yours, buddy. <laughs> Gotta go. And then he rides out. Okay. It's weird that he never introduced himself. Well, he's the Green Knight. Yeah, well, did he give any directions to the Green Chapel? No, he didn't either. Yeah. So how the he's hell? Like, he... <laughs> yeah. How's Gawain going to find it? Yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> so he rides away. Gawain and Arthur admire the axe hanging up as a trophy and encourage Gwen. That's a weird reaction to the situation. <laughs> <laughs> it's like... <laughs> so yeah, that guy that, that guy just rode out survived his head being chopped off but this axe this is very interesting <laughs> yeah it's like wait wait a guy no 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 let me tell you about this axe right <laughs> look how well this handle is carved it's like but, but a guy just rode off with his own goddamn head under his arm like, no 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 but the axe right yeah so they hang it up as a trophy and then they encourage guinevere to treat the whole matter uh lightly they're like don't worry about you're, it don't worry your pretty little head about it queenie no. it's like this listen we're knights. This kind yeah, of stuff happens just, just all men, the time. Men stuff. We're just doing yeah. men stuff. Don't you worry about it. Why don't you get back in the kitchen or the queen kitchen or whatever you do? <laughs> parlor. Um, I believe that's called. Par the parlor, yeah. So time passes and autumn arrives. On the day of All Saints, uh -huh. which is November 1st. Yes. Uh, Gawain prepares to leave That'll Camelot. be a really busy one for the podcast. <laughs> yeah, that's going to be, be tuning for a 24-hour episode. <laughs> Uh, oh my god we should actually do that we could do like a sponsored charity one or something would it be just you listing off saints yes <laughs> no but like so some of the saints that i found are like interesting but there's not much information about them so i could just do a whole 24 hours where i just talk like for five minute little things it wouldn't have to just be me because i might die um right <laughs> so like you know we could marathon it somehow uh sure you work on this. One of us would have to be awake, like, at all times, but we could alternate, you know, 12 hours sure. each, something like that. Great. We'll work on that. <laughs> Look out people. for that. It's going to be fun. Right. We're to work on that right after we're done with our Ragnarok party that we still need to prepare. Oh, God. 
<laughs> it's going to be a hell of a week. <laughs> yeah. So are, are you saying if we do our party planning around these podcast episodes, that means we're going to have to have a really fucked up Christmas party? <laughs> Maybe. So on All Saints Day, going for yeah. to leave Camelot and find the Green Knight, which like you Can had a whole not... yeah, yeah. Year. <laughs> That's like me and deadlines, you know? Yeah. Oh, yeah. This guy is like, this is classic procrastination. Yeah. You know, because it's like, he he has no idea where this green chapel, he has no idea who this guy is. He has no idea where the green chapel is. And he's just like, you know what? I'll just piss away 11 months and just (laughs) hope for the best. But hang on. If this guy, he's clearly got some kind of magic going on. Right. So is the chapel not just going to appear wherever Gawain is? As Presumably. like, you know, it's just fate. Yeah. Sorry, I'm I'm getting ahead of myself, really. Yeah, maybe. We'll see. Yeah, don't worry about it. Yeah. But yeah, maybe, maybe Gawain's like, well, whatever happens, happens. Yeah. He's like, well, you know, I just, well, if I'm going to die in a year or whatever, I might as well just like hang out in Camelot, which I know is great for most of Yeah, it's of a it. weird one, isn't it? You only have a year left of your life, but you do get to enjoy it in the company of this very fine axe. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So yeah I, mean, you look I don't at know that if X, I'd take that deal. You know, you wouldn't just look at that X every day and be like, totally worth it. <laughs> That's the sweetest X. So he puts on his best armor and he mounts his horse, uh-huh. Gringolet. Nice. Okay. And starts off towards North Wales, traveling through the wilderness of the northwest of Britain. Gwen encounters all sorts of beasts and suffers from hunger and cold oh. and grows more desperate as the days pass on. Oh, God. Oh, there's a whole section. I can see why he wouldn't want to do that for a year. Yeah, I guess that's true. Although, I mean, a bad time in winter to be traveling. Yeah, that's also true. You'd think you'd do some scouting in, in the, the summer. summer and be like, okay, I know where it is. So yeah, then, when then it that'll comes make around, it way easier. Yeah. There's a section where it alludes to the fact that while searching for the Green Chapel, mm-hmm. he had a series of adventures where he fought dragons and giants and other knights and all kinds of crazy stuff. Uh-huh. None of this is, is in mentioned the... in detail. There's no okay. detail on this. <laughs> wow. It just kind of mentioned in passing. It's like, Sounds by the way. Sounds like a very lazy author. <laughs> yeah, it's a, a pretty kick-ass adventures. Don't need to worry about that, guys. <laughs> maybe for the so, 11 months he was training then. Maybe. Maybe it's just like, I got to get my neck really strong. For... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, doing neck curls. But the thing is like, he, so yeah, I mean, he's not, he's not going to fight the the yeah, because he has they to are, let him return the blood. Yeah, exactly. So he suffers from hunger and cold, and he grows more desperate as the days pass. Mm-hmm. As he's getting close to Christmas Day, I feel like a dragon would have a lot of meat on it. <laughs> I guess, and it's Is like because it? it breathes fire. You could, I don't know. you could let it light something up, kill it, then barbecue it. I don't know. I think whatever allows the dragon to breathe fire would make its flesh inedible. Inedible. Oh, maybe. That's my my theory. <laughs> but we could look into that. The viability of dragon meat. So he's he's hungry and he's desperate. Uh, he's cold. He is. It's getting near Christmas Day, and he prays to find some refuge, some place to stay. Yeah. Then, as he looks up, he sees a castle in the distance. Ooh. Yeah. So he's like, "Oh, cool. What luck." So <laughs> my prayers have like, been answered. My prayers have been answered. Yeah, it's probably more Lisa. And so the Lord of the Castle, whose name is Bertilac. Okay. He welcomes Gwen warmly, right? That's nice. He inter- introduces him to his lady, his oh, queen. Here is my lady. <laughs> is my lady. I own her. <laughs> <laughs> That's how I introduce Alice too. It's like, "That's my lady." <laughs> How you doing? So yeah, he enters him to his, his his lady, his wife. You know, he he enters this his hall, basically his throne room or wherever. Yeah. And this woman, this woman who is extremely beautiful, next to him is an old crone. 
And he's like, this is, is your lady. That's <laughs> That's for you. <laughs> I need you to take one for the team here, guy. I need a wingman. <laughs> now, yeah, and it's just like there's this old crone there, too. And he's like, mm-hmm. this is like, here's the most beautiful woman in the world. And then, oh, my God. <laughs> so anyways. And they're like, she had a career. <laughs> yeah. So for sport, the oh host. Oh, my God. Tra- <laughs> always, a good, uh, always a good way to start a sentence. Well, yeah. For sport. Uh, well, for sport, mm-hmm. the host strikes up a deal with Gwaine. The host will go out hunting. Uh, Lord Bordelac will go out hunting with his men every day. And when he returns in the evening, he will exchange his winnings. Uh, so whatever he's gotten in the hunt. Yeah. For anything that Gwaine has managed to acquire by staying behind in the castle. Oh, okay. Gwaine happily agrees to the pack and goes to bed. Oh, I left this out for some reason. But when he gets there, he's like, hey, I'm on this quest. I got to find the Green Chapel. Right. And Bordelac's like, oh, I know where that is. It's like <laughs> right over the next hill. So right. he's like, hey, you don't have to be there till Christmas. It's like three days from now. Right. Why don't you just hang out here relax recuperate find some stuff for swapsies so yeah find some stuff from swapsies we'll have this fun game you know if you find anything like in the couch cushions or whatever you can just change it you know exchange it for me i don't know i found 20p in a paper clip yeah (laughs) i'll have that venison carcass uh somebody dropped a fiver on the ground i found that i found this rock that kind of looks like king arthur i mean you've never met him but it really looks it's kind of crazy but yeah so he's like you know you just hang out here and uh and can i swap this crone for a steak (laughs) yeah so so he's so he's just hanging out there for three Mm -hmm. days and and he's like let's play this insane game and he's like okay i guess thanks (laughs) so the first day the lord hunts a herd of does Uh uh, of deer the lord hunts a herd of deer mm-hmm. while Gwen sleeps late in his bedchambers on the morning Classic. of the first day can relate yeah on the morning of the first day the lord's wife sneaks into Gwaine's chambers and attempts to seduce him uh-oh Gwaine puts her off but before she leaves he she steals one kiss from him that evening when the host gives Gwaine the venison he has captured mm-hmm. Gwaine kisses him <laughs> one one kiss from the lady nice <laughs> yeah that's an interesting way of saying your wife cheated on you with me i'm gonna kiss yeah. you well that's the thing is like she comes in so the, the way this is presented is like, oh is she, she in on it she, she she comes in and she's like, hey, my husband's gone. So, uh, you know, How you're pretty it? dashing, dashing at night. Why don't we, uh, you know, mm-hmm. have at it? Yeah, exactly. We could do some lancing, if you know what I mean. Oh, no. Uh, uh, but so, and he's like, oh, I'll make you thanks. come a lot. Sorry. <laughs> hey. So he's like torn between like he wants to be nice to this lady, mm-hmm. but he doesn't want to sleep with his guy's yeah. wife because disrespect he's being really nice to him. Yeah. Yeah. Disrespect, you know. And so, but he doesn't want to disrespect the lady either. By, so <laughs> You're he's very just like, pretty. No. I would. He, totally would. So, yeah, he's like, not about you. Yeah, it's about the it's situation. Me. Okay. <laughs> Different situation. Fine. We can smash. But <laughs> it's like, I can't with you. No. So he. So he, you know, he whittles her down to like a kiss. She's like, can I get a kiss? So on the second day she returns. Wait, hang on. But then what does the Lord say when he's like, hang on, what was that about? That was a bit weird. (laughs) (laughs) I I, I wasn't, uh, when I said let's play some sports, I wasn't, didn't didn't mean that. Yeah, well, no, I guess I think that the Lord thinks that he has seduced some other lady of the court. Oh, I see. Or some servant or something. Right. And so because part of being a knight and part of like Gwaine's, I think maybe Gwaine in particular, is that he is like a bit of a ladies man oh okay but also like part of being a knight is like this whole yeah like chivalry you're out there thing sh- chivalry yeah and we'll get whole this is a whole the whole thing of this hinges on chivalry 
Yeah. And the chivalric code. And we'll get into that uh, a little oh, okay. bit more cool. later on. So then the next day, the Lord goes out and hunts a wild boar. Mm-hmm. And again, the lady enters Gwen's bed chambers. And this time she gets two kisses out of him. Oh, my God. And that evening, Gwen gives the host two kisses in exchange for the boar's head. Nice. So, yeah, I don't know. It's like sex you, work you, is you real work. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, you're, you're, you're. <laughs> You're dreading, I was like, are you dreading this? Is like, is the third day, is he going to give him like a hand job or something? Like, what's happening? How's this? <laughs> Listen, I don't want to give you this, but uh, you asked for it. Uh, so. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it depends so, how good the steak is, you know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, on the third day, the Lord goes and hunts a fox. Oh, doesn't sound very tasty. Is it for like a hat? Yeah. Well, I mean, he, the other thing is he gives, he gives him the boar's head. Mm. Which, is that a tasty or, bit? I don't know. No, you you wouldn't eat it. I don't think you'd eat a boar's head. I think it's more like you'd mount it on a wall, okay. on a wall or something. I don't know. But on the third day, he hunts a fox. The lady again shows up in Gwen's bedchamber, mm-hmm. kisses him three times this time. She also so <laughs> uh, so she offers him a ring. Right. It's like, why don't you take this ring as a token of my love for you? And he's like, I don't. I, I shouldn't. Thank you, yeah. but no, this, I can't. This ring has a lot of emotional baggage with it. I think it's also he's also in his head thinking like, um, if I give the king your ring he'll know that where the kisses he'll came from that, mm-hmm. he'll know where the kisses came from and i don't think that's a good idea yeah right if i get the lord of the manor this ring mm-hmm. so then she's like okay but will you take i have this green belt Ooh. Uh, this green this green silk girdle green huh that she wears around her waist and she says it's no ordinary piece of cloth the lady claims but possesses the magical ability to protect the person who wears it from <gasps> around <death>. their neck <laughs> yeah <laughs> if you wear it around your neck it's axe proof <laughs> So intrigued, Gwen accepts the cloth. Uh-huh. But when it is time to exchange his winnings with the host, mm-hmm. he gives Wayne him another gives, kiss. He gives him three kisses. Uh-huh. But he doesn't mention the green girdle. Yeah, fair enough. He's going to need that later on. Right, right. But the host gives Gwen the fox skin from the fox he hunted that day. Yeah. Which, by the way, fox hunting is morally repugnant and we should do it. I mean, and doing all... any hunting for sport, questionable. Yeah. but And they all go to bed happy, mm-hmm. but weighed down with the fact that Gwen must leave for the green chapel the following morning to find the, the green night i don't know if the lady went to bed happy because she was trying to get some yeah. and she got turned down <laughs> but then again i guess you know he accepted the scarf that's gonna help right so she's like probably happy that knowing that he won't die yeah i guess that's true you're probably right also it's well she claims that it's magic we have no evidence <laughs> that it's magic <laughs> yeah true true so oh, Wayne... maybe she like swapped places with the crone or something and she's actually like 500 years old but she Would had this t- scarf <laughs> maybe i don't think that's true <laughs> Mm-hmm. So Christmas Day arrives. Yeah. And Wayne dons his armor and he wraps the belt around his waist twice. Yeah. Okay. And then he, the green girdle that the, the yes. lady gave him. And he heads off with Gringolot to seek the green knight. And the guy, a guide accompanies him out of the estate grounds. And when yeah. they reach the border of the forest, the guide promises not to tell anyone if Gwen decides to give up his quest. Sure. Which he refuses to do. Because he's right. a, yeah. a hero, a legend. He's a hero. <laughs> he's a man with a code, right? Yeah. But this guy's like, if you just fuck off, I'm not going to tell nobody. And he's like, eh, okay. I'm going to see how this, this I'm going to see how this Christmas works out. gift to you. Yeah. Yeah. So he finds, as he approaches, he finds that the green chapel is only an earthen mound. Oh. Uh, and he hears the sharpening of an axe and it and uh, another axe. Place. Yes. I think it's a different axe. I was I thought for sure I thought he brought the axe with him, but yeah. I think it's actually a different axe. Well it must so be because yeah. yeah. Again, the, the other axe is just hanging on the wall and mm. Arthur's like, I can't I can't let you take this axe. It kinda like brings but, the whole room it's, together. It's, it's kind mine. of a real... <laughs> I want it. I'm gonna be a certain death. That's I get my that, axe. Here's the thing is you're going to die either way, right? <laughs> why don't 
we just keep this axe? Because again, this axe is really nice. <laughs> right. So I can put it, I can bequeath it to you in my will, but like, let me have it to enjoy while I'm alive. No, I just think it'd be, we, it's better here. We don't want to lose it. Like, as if you get beheaded by the axe, then how are we going to get the axe back? And then we have to go find the Green Knight. And it's a whole thing. So Ugh, you're, you're a terrible <laughs> uncle. <laughs> Sorry. So he gets in the Green Chapel. Gwen, as promised, Gwen bears, bends his head and bears his neck to receive the blow. At the first swing, Gwen flinches slightly, and the Green Knight belittles him for it. So he's ah, like, you pussy. You're scared yeah. of death. <laughs> what? Oh, little baby afraid of an axe severing his head. Oh, Oh, let me go get a diaper for you, little baby. <laughs> yeah, it's... <laughs> Shut up, okay? I'm a real man. I can take it. Yeah. So, yeah. So the Green Knight makes fun of him. <laughs> Fine. Ashamed of himself. Listen, okay, Wayne... not everyone can survive getting their heads severed off, you green freak. Yeah, exactly. It's like you seem to have a very specific Unique. set of skills. Yeah. <laughs> to survive, you know, as far as I know, being a 13th century guy, I uh, I don't know that I can do that. <laughs> and my understanding is that it is that I cannot. So, uh, so ashamed of himself, uh, Gwen does not flinch at the second swing, but again, the Green Knight withholds the full force of his blow. So he was. He comes. He brings it down like right to his neck, but yeah. stops. It doesn't actually cut him. Uh, the knight explains he was testing Gwen's nerve. Angrily, Gwen tells him to deliver the blow, and because at this point he's <laughs> oh, just gosh. like, "Come on, just fucking I'd do it or die. don't." Yeah. <laughs> wow. You don't either kill me or fucking let me go. It's Christmas. I got things to do. <laughs> but there's a really good service on. <laughs> Exactly, yeah. Look, I'm I'm having second thoughts about not sleeping with this guy's wife, and maybe I'll go back and do that. <laughs> so, Gwen says, deliver the blow, and the knight does. He swings the axe and causes only a slight wound on Gwen's neck. Mm -hmm. The game is over. Because of the green scarf. Yeah. Belt. Well, no. Gwen oh. seizes his sword and helmet and shield, but the green knight laughs, revealing him, revealing himself to be none other than the lord of the castle, <gasps> Lord Bertilac. What? Transformed by magic. <laughs> Okay. okay so hang uh, on this guy lord birdlack mm -hmm. he just really wanted gawain to come to his house i guess so yeah <laughs> this is a whole ploy it's like i want us to be friends gawain but i felt weird just asking you to be my friend so, like, <laughs> i thought if i gave you this pretty axe yeah so it turns oh out oh my god so it's like a lie detector test he's like i knew she was cheating on me you have her scarf <laughs> no 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 <laughs> Let's, let's listen. So he explains the entire adventure was a trick of the old crone Gwen saw at the castle, who is uh. actually sorceress Morgan Le Fay, <gasps> Arthur's sister. Oh. Who intended to test Arthur's, Arthur's knights and frighten Guinevere to death. Oh, God. Okay. So Morgan Le Fay's like, you know what I bet would get Guinevere is if she saw a guy get his head cut off <laughs> and then pick it up, like she would just drop Freak fucking dead. Out. Yeah. yeah, but she didn't. She seemed mildly upset about it, which I feel like everybody should have been mildly upset about. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> and the Nick Wayne suffered at the third stroke was because of his attempt to conceal the gift of the sash. Oh, so I think the understanding in the story is that the crone witnessed the 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 kind of clandestine meetings between Gwen and the lady of the manor uh-huh right and so she knew and i think informed on this but i'm not yeah. entirely certain if she, if the lady was not in on it as in well fact, yeah in on it as well like testing him so yeah. i my understand the way i understand it is that she, this is all part of the game and yeah. she is like 
testing his quality as a knight. Mm -hmm. And so Gawain is ashamed to have behaved deceitfully, but the Green Knight laughs and professes him to be the most blameless knight in the land. And he says something to the effect of like, you know, I can't blame you for keeping the belt because you love life. And what's, Mm -hmm. you know, that's great. And I'm just like, (laughs) what? No, everybody would have kept the belt. (laughs) This is not a particular... What a unique guy, yeah. Yeah, it's like, oh, you know what this guy likes? His head. (laughs) (laughs) He's really kooky like that. Gawain, you talk about Gawain, like, what do you... What do, you, what do you like, Gwen? He's like, oh, you know His what? His head. Like, my own head? This is great. You know what I love most about my head is that it's right here on my neck. It's always <laughs> there. And uh, never have to look for it. It's always just right there on my neck. So, so, but yeah, but Gwen is ashamed of his deceit. Mm-hmm. And the two, but the two part on cardinal turns. Gwen returns to Camelot wearing the sash as a token of his failure. Oh. Uh, so he's so he's wearing the belt now as like a sash across his his chest yeah. or in some counts tied on his arm. Mm-hmm. And Gwen returns wearing the so the knights of the round table absolve him of blame and decide that henceforth they will each wear a green sash in recognition of Gwen's adventure and as Aww. a reminder to always be honest. That's a nice brotherly bro code. It is. It's very nice. They're like, oh man, you did what any of us would have done. And so they and are like, it, don't worry about they, it. They will, yeah, put on the green So sashes. that's the end of the tale. Oh, okay. So you might be asking yourself, <laughs> why? <laughs> <laughs> yes. What? Like, what's the deal with that? None of that made any sense to me in my <laughs> modern sensibilities. <laughs> and I don't understand why you told me that. that. That is precisely what I was wondering. Yeah. So the key thing is you have to understand this chivalric code like chivalry and chivalric code so there is this idea of chivalry which is an it's like this informal and varying code of conduct developed between 1170 and 1220 that was associated with medieval christian institution of knighthood uh-huh so basically they were knights were like warrior aristocrats crusade no okay <laughs> so they're so they're basically like we're knights and we're these noble people and uh-huh. we're justifying the fact that we have all these castles yeah because we're such great people it's yeah. basically the same thing that rich people always do which is like mm-hmm. obviously i'm special otherwise yeah. why would i be rich and yeah. it's like oh or you're just a bully right <laughs> so it's basically Basically, it's a way to, to justify basically the hedonistic life that you live yeah. and make it into a vocation and not only a vacation, but something that pleases God. <laughs> right. So because part of big part of chivalry is kind of marrying yeah. the ideas of being a good mm-hmm. person in terms of being a good Christian. Right. Mm-hmm. And also in terms of being a good Christian. So. There's like supposedly 10 commandments of chivalry. There's like different lists and within them, Gwen has his own five. He, at one point, there's this whole section about his shield, which has a pentagram on it. Right. And it was like this endless knot and these and it represents the five points of chivalry that he maintains. Okay. So that on top of like everyone else's chivalry code. Yeah. Or is it like so everyone th- has their own personal one as well? Well, there's this... Ten Commandments of Chivalry mm-hmm. that were kind of like, you know, uh, some guy named uh, Gauter had written this out in 18, actually way after the fact in 1891. It's oh. kind of like roughly, this was like basically what everybody was doing. But like the chivalric code was basically whatever you wanted it to be. Right. Okay. But thou shalt believe in the church with the church teaches and shall observe all its directions. Mm-hmm. Thou shalt defend the church. Thou shalt respect weakness and, and shalt constitute thyself the defender of them. So you defend the weak. Yeah. Thou shall love the country in which thou was born. Weird. Yeah, that one is like, <laughs> so it's like, obviously your country's the best because uh, you, you were born, born there. there. Yeah. <laughs> and obviously by virtue of like, you know, you did a great job to be born there. And that that's something to be proud of. That That's an yeah. achievement. 
that yeah. you did. All your favorite stuff is there, right? <laughs> so it must be the best place. Uh, yeah, that that one is like... Oh, oh, is that like, responsible for a lot of bad shit? <laughs> that is, yeah. It's just like, yeah. They're like, yeah, Britain, love it or leave it. Or yeah. England, love it or leave it. If you don't like it, leave. Uh, exactly, yeah. So nationalism is the yeah. fourth one. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. So Jesus uh, the... said, if you don't like it, get out. And yeah. uh, we got to look after our own first. That's I believe that was the parable of the Good Samaritan, actually that was the message of that was uh, only help people who look exactly like you and the from where you're from yeah exactly see thou shall not recoil from that enemy so always oh, being brave unlike you know? unlike old flinchy here yeah exactly <laughs> that's what they call me flinchy oh look at Gwen. he didn't want to have his neck severed uh what a baby here's your bottle baby when i stick it down your neck oh yeah i forgot your head's still attached oh. <laughs> we call him sir flinch a lot so this is a dark one thou shall make war against the infidel without cessation or without well mercy. that escalated quickly <laughs> yeah protect the weak kill the infidels <laughs> that's the other thing right it's like yeah it's like you're oh no you want to protect the weak and be defender of, of these people but it's, unless they're fucking infidels and then just fucking burn them alive <laughs> no mercy oh they've, Women they've and never children heard too. of jesus that's their problem die <laughs> oh, don't worry they'll meet him soon enough <laughs> Wow. So thou shalt perform scrupulously thy can I duties. Can I just say, that is so classic, you know, the descent from casual nationalism into fascism right there. It's like, yeah, love the country you're born, kill everyone else. <laughs> yeah. And if people aren't born here, they have, you have uh, carte blanche to just do whatever you want to them. Because <laughs> if they're so great, why weren't they born here? Huh? <laughs> Doesn't make sense. Yeah. <laughs> Think the, for the, once. The, the really sad thing is there are, there are people people who do think like that yeah sorry that wasn't a very comedy podcast thought it's just that's all right uh, just that sad. uh so this one's gonna just, you'll perform your feudal duties scrupulously uh if they not be contrary to the laws of god so basically be a good feudal master like, <laughs> like a landlord right i don't know right. don't kick your serfs basically oh well that's uh, good yeah unless they're infidels Unle in unless case, just... or, or unless they're late on the rent then you can yeah. kick them thou shall never lie thou shall uh. remain Faithful to thy pledged word. So always keep your word, never lie. Yeah. Thou shalt be generous and give large to everyone. And thou shalt be everywhere and always the champion of right and good against injustice and evil. And infidels. And infidels. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I feel like that's implied in the evil. Oh, right. Yeah. Okay. I feel like you weren't reading the other ones. <laughs> <laughs> infidels are evil and should be uh, destroyed. I think like that's pretty much. Yeah. No, that's not that's what Jesus wants. Yeah. Why would you reach out to those people and perhaps even at the very least convert? them to your religion but no like so this is our code right okay. so we're so the idea is that instead of being just a bunch of dicks mm -hmm. who were the best at sword fighting and the strongest and that's why we are landowners and run this place we're a bunch of dicks who also <laughs> yeah. are racist yeah well it's like let's justify why we're in charge yeah. so this is this is this is the classic thing i feel like where it's just like obviously oh, we're chosen by god it's and, like uh, the other day Boris Johnson, so they were talking about tuition, so they're trying to f sort of plug the gap 
among kids who've missed out on school in the last year by providing uh-huh. tuition but the the standard of tuition that they can obviously afford in state schools is like lower and apparently in an interview about this Boris Johnson implied that rich people deserve private tuition because their parents work hard and it's just like fuck you like yeah. Ah! <laughs> yeah yeah because their parents work hard and probably had jobs that allowed them to work from home over yeah. the last year or so and were able to better tutor their children it's so stupid because it's like well like uh, we we know why it's stupid sorry carry on but yeah basically my point is nothing has changed (laughs) yeah no chivalry is still kind of this idea of like well i was i was a man of my word i mean it's like Mm. you're kind of the weak right Mm -hmm. and you're supposed to so generous but then at the same time you're taxing the shit out of your peasants (laughs) and you're not like giving them the land they work on you're just like basically i'm letting you work on my land and i'm only taking 60 percent of your your crop (laughs) did you hear jeff bezos opened a homeless shelter for people who work at amazon and can't afford rent (laughs) that's that sounds like an onion article no it's real (laughs) (laughs) and it is just like jesus christ (laughs) well that's the thing is like walmart will have like like training on how to apply for food stamps wow and it's just like no just pay pay them do you not see what you've done yeah it's like you're basically getting the government to subsidize your workforce your slave labor anyways Mm. not what we're talking about so yeah but anyway so yeah nothing ever got better and Mm. um these are happy holidays are, everyone <laughs> yeah it's like yeah like the uk is a nightmare and the us is a nightmare but the us is definitely more of a nightmare like again it going is, back to my book that i'm reading like the us is one of only four countries that doesn't guarantee paid maternity leave and yeah. it's meant to be like the best country and it doesn't even have that very basic thing yeah it's it's nuts it's a it's a whole thing that's why we had our baby here in the uk <laughs> where it was 100 free yeah so nice let's keep it but, that way uh, don't subscribe yeah. Patreon. Save the NHS. <laughs> Save the NHS. I don't know. I the idea that anyone would ever touch the NHS as somebody who has lived in mm-hmm. a world without the NHS. But this is, is the problem: is Tory voters don't have empathy. So if they think they can afford healthcare, then they don't give a shit about anyone else. I guess so. I I don't know what. Yeah, I don't know what outcome you're expecting because it's a yeah. nightmare in America and mm-hmm. people. It breaks people. It literally yeah. destroys their lives to try yeah. to remain healthy. Yeah, that's insane. To it's not insane. die. Anyways, anyways. <laughs> Sorry. We're talking about this 12th century poem. Uh-huh. <laughs> so yeah, so basically they're they're saying like, look, I'm doing all this stuff. I'm riding around. I'm murdering. I'm sleeping with a lot of women. I'm doing all this But I'm honest stuff. about it. <laughs> but I'm honest, but I'm like a good dude, right? I'm a good dude. And it's like, by what metric? It's like by this metric <laughs> yeah. like, that I made up and sometimes follow, you know? So <laughs> Jesus said, love your neighbor. Fairly sure he meant this pretty lady neighbor yeah exactly so that's the thing so Gwen is like i'm gonna prove myself to be a knight so here's mm. so going back to the beginning of the story this guy shows up he says let's do this beheading game which is a <laughs> kind of common trope in early uh medieval romance right. or whatever but usually it's something like you're playing this beheading game against a guy named a normal size guy <laughs> Oh, well, like, or, or like the concept of terror, right? So it's, <laughs> uh, it's like, you know, or like the devil or something, you know, 
it's like you're doing this is like it's like a metaphor for overcoming and conquering fear yeah. whereas this is just like a weird fucking supernatural dude mm -hmm. and you never really get a handle on who he is or what his motives are okay so he's like i'm gonna do this so you know by all accounts Gwen was a brave knight but also he was very young and mm -hmm. it seemed like this might have been him being like ah this is my chance to uh, make a name for myself mm -hmm. and become like you know not just be like oh he's arthur's nephew yeah. right so he jumps up and here's the thing is the challenge is to be struck by a knight yeah right and a, a point is that he comes in with an axe in one hand and a holly bow in the other you could have just hit him with the holly bow uh... or slapped him or whatever yeah you didn't have to try to murder this dude <laughs> that's a thing that like arthur brought into this because yeah. arthur lost his temper and by all accounts arthur is very childish mm -hmm. and a kind of a impetuous dude Man, and then yeah so he's the one who like changed the terms of this right. like somehow this axe is involved and you know everybody like made this leap in logic but it's like yeah it was basically that and it was just like you could have been like oh hey i'm gonna slap you with this holly bow and yeah. then everybody has a merry christmas <laughs> and you know <laughs> fucking nobody had to be beheaded yeah and but no like there the imp implication is that you know i have to you know so he he gets ahead of himself in this yeah, he, he's running phrase. headlong and yeah oh yeah oh headlong say, as well nice yeah. headlong yeah yeah i didn't yeah i'm intentional <laughs> and it's funny because obviously the the key to winning a fight is not to lose your head about it and uh... hey, hey so he does this thing mm -hmm. he is like i'm gonna rise to this challenge whatever apparently there's a section where they were like before he goes on all saints day like arthur's like you don't have to go and he's like no i'm gonna go because uh -huh. i have this code and yeah and i yeah uh, keeping my word yeah i'm gonna keep my word right so you know you get into this concept of like he goes to the castle mm -hmm. he faces the like he has the woman who tempts him yeah and this is like again this is his like code he's like listen i i chivalry is about is also like there's this very macho thing yeah. as you would imagine it's a very macho thing so it's like you're someone else's lady not mine yeah but also like being a knight is also like is a lot about your prowess with the ladies right right so he is trying to be polite to her but also trying to maintain this idea that he's very virile young man and yeah yeah he's trying to be nice to the the lady so mm -hmm. he's not like saying like no he's just saying like i can't i'm sorry yeah you know whatever his feelings were which it it, it says that he's attracted to her because she's you know by all counts of the poem very is very beautiful yeah yeah if you were this lord guy i'm just yeah. what and and you could be magic to look like something else and you had uh -huh. a very beautiful wife who clearly was more interested in younger, more attractive men. Why wouldn't you just ask to be magicked into a younger, more attractive man rather than a scary green monster? Good point. I mean, <laughs> I feel like that's Morgan Le Fay's thing is like, can you be a green monster? Oh, okay. It's weird that she but has a surname. <laughs> like everyone's like Sir Gawain and like, you know, King Arthur. And then there's this woman, Morgan Le Fay. She sounds like something out of like a Marvel, Marvel film or something. Yeah, that's fair. So, yeah. I it's it's weird she's a, but she's like the classic like she's arthur's sister yeah maybe half sister slash oh, okay. maybe the, the mother of his child what <laughs> sister yeah no. i don't know <laughs> 
she's the mother of Mordred, who is she Arthur's... sounds witchy rather than princessy, surely. <laughs> yeah, well, she's she's a witch, and uh, but she's basically the nemesis of of Arthur. Okay, and wants his throne, so she's right. just she's like a trickster, always doing like crazy okay. shit. Anyways, nemesis, so, nemesis, sister, yeah. possibly ex. <laughs> nemesis, yeah. <laughs> nice. So Morgan Le Fay's motives in this story are nebulous at best. Somehow right. she thought she could kill Guinevere, mm-hmm. presumably out of jealousy. From shock. From shock. Yeah. From pure shock. She thought this lady who lives with like not a only one nights. disgusting yeah. night, like a hundred disgusting nights. Yeah. Is she's like, pretty, she, pretty tough. She's probably pretty jaded at this point. She's seen some mm-hmm. horrible things. <laughs> She'll be like, you know, I've lived through a guy plucking a sword out of a stone and you expect me to see someone's head falling off and just swoon. Well, right. I'm not like them other girls. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. She's like, I've seen dragons. I saw a lady who lived in a lake and she threw <laughs> a sword. I, I never yeah. quite understood how that lady the lake worked, but someday we'll get into that. But uh, <laughs> that's so the, next month. <laughs> that's next month. No, no. I got a really cool two-parter planned oh, for wow. the next two months. So stay cool. tuned for that. Uh, Our zero listeners will be really excited about (laughs) that. Keep contributing to the Patreon, listeners. (laughs) So the whole thing with -hmm. with Gwen and the Green Knight is he had this code, right? Which we've already kind of bro code basically yeah this chivalric code <laughs> exactly and uh and but we've already established is basically like a code for these warrior aristocrats to basically justify whatever they want to do so yeah. it's kind of bullshit but he has this this deeply ingrained moral code Mm-hmm. to him right and so he in the end he fails by his own standard right yeah. so that so the whole thing is very tragic in in many ways where it's like he goes in and he says like he realized you know the 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 green knight's like ah fuck it man it's no it's no big deal and but to him yeah. he's like i betrayed everything i believe in because <laughs> he is like he's like i lied because i broke the chivalric code right yeah. So the fact that the Green Knight's like, nah, it's no big deal. Don't worry about it. And then he he's like, no, it's a huge deal. I'm really like, I feel bummed. Yeah. <laughs> and he goes and he puts on the green sash as a mark of his own shame. And then he gets back to Camelot and everybody's like, ah, man, Gwen, you're the coolest. Don't worry about <laughs> it. And he's like, no, I really feel bad about this. And they're like, don't feel bad about it. In fact, we're all going to wear these green sashes to remind you forever. <laughs> so that's what bros do that's what bros do yeah it's like we're never gonna let you forget how awesome you are for fucking getting cutting that guy's head off that one time and getting us a sweet axe to hang on the wall <laughs> so the whole thing about the story is Gwen. he i don't know like i think i think kind of the way that i read it and the the, yeah. the interpretation, the moral interpretation that I get out of it is that don't be so inflexible with your morality, right? Like, so, <laughs> like, that's the idea of, like, a really having a really rigid... If full- a married bitch wants to fuck you, fuck a bitch. <laughs> I'm not, that's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is, like, not his morality, but his his philosophy was so yeah, rigid, rigid. So he, that he, like, he's like, I have to do this thing that the that I, as, as the way that the king interpreted So I got into this trouble yeah. where I have to, like, accept this challenge and cut this guy's head off and then all of a sudden like <laughs> oh and then it's like yeah he didn't have to actually cut his head off he could have hit him with the holly i don't know and it's just like who knew that cutting somebody's head off could have such negative consequences you. yeah <laughs> and and everybody's like look you don't have to go find this guy 
Mm. It's like, though, I don't know what the, because I feel like if the Green Knight came looking for you, that's more trouble for everybody. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> but, well, my therapist the other day said people before principles. Exactly. So maybe she's read this story. <laughs> Perhaps. I think this is, a, that's a good idea. But I was like, so it's like he knows in his heart that he was dishonest by his own code. And it destroys him, I think. And right. To and some it's ex- like, well, just let it go. Yeah. And it's a, to a bit, of, it's like, you need to forgive yourself because you're mm-hmm. only human. He did. And it's like, that's what the Green Knight says. He says, like, look, you did because you love life. You did what anybody yeah. would have done is yeah. you kept the green sash. Nobody's mad at you. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm a, well, I don't know. He, he like nicks him as like a. Yeah. As like this is the limit cheeky of, little reproach. Yeah, as like this is the limit of how mad I am at you. It's like right. I'm giving you this just a little this, scratch on your neck. Just scratch a, just on your a neck. little one. Just a little one. Which apparently which I don't know. Which then I guess he also like every time he looks in a mirror, if yeah. mirrors exist, he always sees the scar and always is reminded of his own. Yeah. I cowardly. mean if mirrors don't exist, lakes do, as we've established. Yeah, so lakes do exist. He'll see yep. his reflection. They had invented lakes by then, but not ponds, <laughs> funnily enough. So the, sure. the point is that I think that Sir Gawain is yeah. a cautionary tale about the having a rigid moral philosophy or like a, a, a rigid philosophical structure, right? That you're just yes. kind of constantly, that you're just holding yourself to this unattainable mm-hmm. standard. And that, that's cool because like, and you said it was lost for a while and then refound. Yeah. Because that's interesting because like, I don't know, when, when I studied ethics, like a lot of the, the sort of times it would fall down would be with like genuine examples. So for example, Kant believed that lying was always wrong. And it's like, but obviously if you were hiding Jewish people in your annex and a Nazi no, right. came and said, have you got any Jews in your house? <laughs> right, exactly. Like, like not lying would be tantamount to killing people right so and there are lots of less extreme examples as well. yeah but i mean it's like you know breaking the law is wrong but yeah but what if it's a bad law yeah. but it's a bad law yeah like so like people but then you say like oh people who helped slaves escape were breaking the law or people who mm. fought segregation were breaking the law or people who were uh suffragettes were breaking the law by trying to vote or, or protesting yeah. you know or, and all these things or like even pe- people who provided support to lgbt people people i don't know if you know that this this um in the uk there was a law called section 28 where you weren't allowed to promote homosexuality and it wasn't abolished until someone someone really recently like 1998 i think oh, yeah. and it was it basically meant that you if someone needed like support you couldn't s- support them <laughs> right so yeah because you were promoting homosexuality so yeah that's obviously a shit law that so, it's like the moral thing to do is to break yeah. it so yeah so i mean so that's the thing with Gwen is he mm-hmm. follows his his ethical code or what he thinks is his philosophic his, his yeah. moral and ethical code of uh, the chivalric code as he interpreted it and it got him into worse and worse trouble and then he couldn't be like a mm. human being you yeah. know that and then and then i feel like the the ending feels very dark for Gwen because <laughs> it feels like he has put himself in a position that he just doesn't like he he's always gonna feel like a failure in this situation yeah. and everybody so else is like this is a crazy story you have no reason yeah. to be like yeah but yeah i mean was mm-hmm. it that crazy i just because i i feel like for the standard of stuff at the time you know it was king arthur like shit was just generally crazy i don't yeah. know i mean you know i suppose one of the most annoying parts about the the, the epic 
mm. is that there's that whole yada 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 of he fought a bunch of giants and yeah. dragons and right? things and it's just like because i thought Gwen and the green knight was going to be like like the knight shows up yeah. at christmas and, and he's he's got a year i thought it was going to be a year's worth of questing yeah and like searching for the green knight and maybe like mm -hmm. you know that like, would make more sense yeah. from a storytelling perspective. That's like a that's like a ten part Netflix series you want to watch. Yeah, is him getting to the anyway. Mm -hmm. So, but instead we have this feature film, which I'm sure will be fun and enjoyable. Yeah, uh, it might be dark. Do you reckon is it going to be released at Christmas? No, no, it's going to be released in July. It's going to be released next oh. month. That's why we're doing it this month. Oh, I see. That makes sense. But Getting... it would make more sense for it to be a Christmas film because it would fit. they start the tale at Christmas and it ends at Christmas. It ends at Christmas, and Christmas is a good time to release films because people are like, let's spend all the money. So, Anna, did you think mm -hmm. that this tale was sufficiently legendary or epic or heroic? Sure. Well done. <laughs> <laughs> good job. Yeah, no, I I think you're right in terms of it would have been good if if more focus had been on the, the questing aspect, that would have been yeah. heroic. But then at the same time, you know, it's it's kind of modern in a way because rather than putting this guy on a pedestal, there's more about his internal conflict and, you know, the fact that he's like, you said he can't be a human being and there's in so many hero tales, there's this conflict between, you know, the idea of the, the hero as an ideal and like, you know, Dave, as david bowie said we can be heroes yeah. so so it's like the 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 nuance and the the mixture i guess between like yeah what are the standards of heroism so yeah, yeah i think that's an interesting uh, interesting yeah choice. i think that the rigidity that mm. um that he exhibits is it's kind of a thing that you would see more in i think villains and things in most yeah. most especially modern tales where you see like somebody you know it's the classic like mayor from footloose who's like <laughs> no dancing because one kid died dancing or whatever footloose happens you know so yeah. it's like that kind of moral absolutism mm -hmm. makes you more of a of a villainous figure yeah and uh, but that, but often having moral absolutes when it's turned in on yourself is seen as heroic it's like mm. you hold yourself to a higher standard than than everyone else. I suppose that's and true. that's that's damaging to the hero. Yeah. But it, it achieves results. But the <laughs> thing is, like, he it's not even that he holds these standards, it's that he failed himself. Like yeah. he became a hypocrite to himself. Mm. Even though everybody else was like, dude, you survived, which is crazy. Crazy. Yes, which is a hundred percent the craziest outcome for what happened. Yeah. Considering that this started with a man picking up his own goddamn head. <laughs> you know, so <laughs> I don't know. It's it's just like it's not so it's not like he held himself. To, it's that he failed his own moral standard. But because he can't, yeah. I don't know, that he has that kind of absolutism. I think that that mm. is is ultimately the tragic thing. And I think that anyways. Yeah. I don't know. It's a complicated guy. I'll lend you my <laughs> copy of Going in the Green Knight. Oh, yes, please. You can read it. And when the movie comes out, we'll have a we'll have a we'll, <gasps> we'll have a little trip. We'll have a trip to the movies. Yay. And we'll go and watch. Are they going to show it at the UPP? Hopefully. Yeah. Cool. If not, we'll just ask Michaela and then <laughs> yeah, get Michaela pay another extortionate mm -hmm. higher fee. Because they have a good ventilation system. Do there. they know? Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah. yeah. Oh, no, I know she's like worked a lot with that. Yeah. And anyway, but uh, do you know the shit that's going on with them in Oriel? Did I tell you about that? 
Yeah, yeah, you yeah. did. Oriel sucks. So uh, still, yes, I mean, they, they notoriously do suck in, yeah. <laughs> in many ways. Like, the, the more I learn about the world, the more I'm like, oh, the fact I went to Oxford is maybe not actually such an asset, mm. <laughs> like a merit thing. But, yeah, I don't know. Anywho, should um, we do the other podcast? <laughs> well, you're the host, so you have to end oh, the podcast. sorry, okay. <laughs> so, Matthew, thanks so much for telling us about Sir Gawain and the Green Knight. Would you would you say he's a personal hero of yours? I would say not. I say, again, as I said, like, okay. I think that he's got uh, some problems. Yeah, but don't we um, all? Yes, we do. I mean, I, mean, I guess, that, I guess know, that's the problem. For some people, 50 Cent is a, a hero, and he has 99 problems that's jay-z certainly have oh, no it's not yes it is oh my god is it, it oh is. that's so embarrassing i'm gonna are you sure i'm 99 problems. oh my god i am 100 percent certain that is a jay-z song <laughs> oh it is fuck okay wow oh. uh, this is why you don't get to host you gotta edit uh, that out <laughs> no i'm gonna keep that in Oh, as, no. as, so that when people ask uh, me why I don't let you host, I only let you host that one you'll, time. You'll be like Exhibit A. <laughs> but yeah, I guess, you know, I guess. It, when it, was that song at? To be fair, 99 Problems. How it's like the early odds. Uh, 2003. Okay. Yeah. So I was 10. Then you, should, you had plenty of time to learn this. Look, mm. the, anyways, I think that the thing with Gwen is like, yeah, I guess he has problems, but then I guess that's the whole point of like why he's a flawed. Person. Not like Jay Z though. <laughs> I got it right. You see. Anyways. So now you can edit it and it will sound fine. <laughs> right. Yeah, I guess the the whole thing with Gwen is you is you have to kind of acknowledge your own humanity and yeah. your own shortcomings and flaws and uh and yeah and so i guess maybe maybe he should be like a personal hero because he's a he's a good example of what can happen uh maybe not a hero is not quite the right word but he's more like uh it's like the old henny youngman joke it's like he's not a complete loss he can be a bad example yeah so yeah anyways nice but cool well thank you so much matt yes. and see you next month Yep, and have a legendary day thank you and have an epic day bye <laughs> bye